Blog Talk Radio. Teach a course of prosecutors and their decisions. 
which I'm not really interested in any of that. Talk to us about what he was doing in the New York prosecutor's office. This was one of the biggest prosecuting offices in New York period, right? Well, yes, sir. So the Southern District of New York is routinely considered one of the scariest and most powerful prosecutors in the country, typically because their jurisdiction is Lower Manhattan and is the financial district. And when um, financial crimes are charged, they're often charged by the SDNY, the Southern District of New York. Um, What was Jeff Berman doing? Jeff Berman's office um, was running prosecutions for several spin-off cases from the Mueller report, as well as potentially investigating financial crimes, uh, federal financial crimes uh, committed by, allegedly committed by Donald Trump and several of his cronies, I suppose, um, in New York State. Now, I don't know specifically what conduct and specifically what matters were being investigated. Those matters are still under seal. There, there have not been indictments issued. Um, but presumably, whatever he was doing was ruffling the wrong feathers in the Trump administration and William Barr's corrupt Justice Department. And this career prosecutor, who I believe is a career Republican, um, was fired by a Republican president for investigating his friends. And we all know how Donald Trump loves to be investigated himself, not to mention his friends. So, mm-hmm. you know, Donald Trump somehow thinks that um, the Department of Justice is his own playground. They work directly for yep. him. and. I'm not really sure where he got that. Maybe that's where he got his law degree, maybe his license to be a scientist to challenge an infectious disease, one of the best in the world. I mean, God only knows where Donald Trump gets his degrees. Maybe from Trump well, University. Uh, if you if you believe his Remember Trump niece University Mary Trump it's uh, it's a psychological issue, and it comes from his family background um, and his father. Uh, according to uh, Mary Trump, his niece, who is a trained psychiatrist, it's a psychological issue. You ask the question, where does he get these ideas? And he's nuts. I mean, that's really as simple as it comes. I actually am reading Mary Trump's book, and I can't put it down. Oh, really? Oh, my God. I started reading it. At three o'clock on Friday, I think. No, no, no. Today's Thursday. So on Wednesday. Yeah. And at two o'clock in the morning, I was still reading it. And <laughs> if you if you read it, and and I'll let you. I, I have it on Kindle, and it's not written in yeah. a hateful, disrespectful, out loud lashing out at Donald Trump. It is warning the country that. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump never has enough and that how her family helped create the most dangerous man in the world. It's really what it's about. Yes, sir. And so it, it talks a lot about the very first time she went to the white house, how she was very unimpressed with the white house. She thought it was a lot bigger and ended up being a lot smaller, but what do you know about the cases that are pending with Donald Trump? We know the one with Rudy Giuliani, who his stupid yes, henchman got his stupid henchman got nailed trying to leave the country with hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash. What uh, else do we know about this? Furman guy? and Parnas. Yeah, those are two names you'll never that's forget. That's the name of the, the henchman. <laughs> so I, I would say, sir, that there's several spinoff cases, and as I just said it a little bit ago, I don't know the specific underlying conduct being investigated because they're under seal since no charges have been issued. 
Um, my assumption, and it is just an assumption, based off my reading of the Mueller report and my understanding of the nature of the investigations, is that there are investigations into money laundering and tax fraud. There are likely investigations involving conspiracy to defraud the United States, so like with international tax fraud. Um, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if there was some sort of um, racketeering-type charge for um, the Trump organization as a whole, and I also wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of um, sexual violence being investigated as well. But uh, I, like I said, I am, that is conjecture. I do not know. The matters have not been charged and they're under seal. Um, part of the reason why Barr's actions were so corrupt and Trump's actions were so corrupt here is precisely because Berman was about to make his case and, charge, and, and issue charges, and right before that happened, they fired him. So, <laughs> I mean, and part of the reason that they did the timing when they did it is because of the election. The corruption knows no bounds. Well, and let's just talk about the, the craziness of the Texas Attorney General of the United States Let's forget about mm-hmm. how he got his job and the way he auditioned for it. Let's just remind right, everybody. He, he wrote this. a memo about he's got this theory, and it has no basis in law or American legal history. This theory called the unitary executive. It's a theory that essentially indicates that the president is completely immune from criminal prosecution, criminal investigation while he is the sitting president. And that has no basis in law, in the Constitution, in American legal history, in what the framers intended. In fact, it is contrary to that. And literally, the highest law enforcement officer in the United States, the top. I'm sorry? No, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening to you. Go ahead. Oh, the top prosecutor in the United States has this cockamamie. I mean, you don't have to be a lawyer to understand that the separation of powers exists. There are three co-equal branches of government, and checks and balances are a thing. And under the unitary executive theory promulgated by William Barr and his ilk investigations into criminal activities by the president are literally impossible, but there's no basis in law. He just waves his magic wand and says, I'm the top attorney general. We're not prosecuting that. And but it would be fair. seriously problematic. It would, it would be fair to say he had him removed for personal reasons. He didn't have him removed just Super because he fair. didn't like him. Yeah. And what's no, so no, funny, he, real quick. So, so Berman... Berman did not get fired because he's incompetent or because he, um, you know, made a mistake or something like that. Berman was fired for political reasons 100%. So have you seen the movie Liar, Liar? With Jim Carrey? Yes, I have. I like that movie. Okay. So there's a part in the court where he's talking about – he finally figures out, you know, he can't lie. So he figures out Mm – that her date of birth is wrong, so the contract she signed was null and void. You yep. almost hit that octave <laughs> when, you were to- <laughs> when you were talking about it. It's just all that went through my mind. But I know he's investigating. Just- Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say this. It's it's just more corruption. I mean the the. Roger Stone thing is very, very similar. The commutation of Roger Stone's sentence is very similar. It's, it's blatant corruption. His friend got in trouble, and so he commuted his sentence. There, and I mean, the, 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 the trouble was directly to do with lying and obfuscating and misleading investigators investigating the president and his friends. It's the same thing. Um, and you know, similarly, the pardon of Michael Flynn is the same thing. And I believe earlier this week, Donald Trump, in response to a reporter's question, said he would be happy to let Mike Flynn back in his White House. 
Remember that Mike Flynn who, uh, yeah, who, who made a deal for $90 million with Turkey to uh, seize a CIA asset, uh, Gulen from Pennsylvania, under the cover of darkness with um, private security militia forces? That guy? I mean, and the one that was being paid over $600,000 by the Russians while he, uh, the United States was paying him for him, too. I'm very aware who he is. The, the, the guy is he's – he's a dirt – excuse me. Pardon me. He's lied to the FBI twice. He's a criminal. He's a felon. He's a traitor. He probably did other felonious activities. You know, I was going to call him a nasty name, but you don't need to call him a nasty name. You can say the truth that he's a felon and a liar. And so – you know, to have our president say, oh, he's a great guy. Let, let me let him back in the White House. It's the same naked corruption that we're seeing. And, you know, anybody who's not outraged isn't paying attention. Exactly. Do me a favor. What is the difference of yes, him pardoning him or commuting his sentence? Good question. So a, a pardon says you were found guilty however i'm going to say you were not that's what a pardon says a commutation says you are found guilty i'm not going to say you're not guilty i'm just going to say you don't need to serve your sentence there's no punishment that's the commutation and as a practical matter there's virtually no difference except my understanding, and, I, and please understand that I am not a legal expert in this particular matter, but my, my understanding is that um, a defendant cannot take the Fifth Amendment, cannot claim the Fifth Amendment as a right to not testify on their own behalf if they receive a pardon. However, they can continue to make a Fifth Amendment claim to say, I'm not going to testify because it will make me guilty if they receive a commutation. So in this particular circumstance, because Stone has information that if it came out would be damaging to Trump, in this particular circumstance, the commutation is actually more powerful, is my understanding, is more powerful legally than the pardon would be. Because Stone doesn't mind that he's a convicted felon as long as he doesn't have to spill the beans. That's exactly Does what, that answer what I question? thought it was. Absolutely, but I wanted to hear it from your voice, and if you'll do me yes, a favor, sir. this is your closing argument, and thank you so much sure. for the education you've given us today. It's a real pleasure, and it's a real pleasure to have this platform. I thank you again for the ability to speak uh, freely about politics in this day and age. So um, my closing argument is essentially the same as my closing argument last week and the week before that. The upcoming election in November is incredibly important. It is – everybody always says this is the most important election ever. This one really is the most important election ever. I think that there is a hard time for the country if there's another four years of Donald Trump. There's a decent chance there is no country if there's another four years of Donald Trump. We need, need, need to vote him out and vote out his enablers. Vote out – vote blue all the way down the ticket. Bring your friends. Bring your family. Vote early, um, register other people to vote, and vote, vote, vote. That's and you my message and my closing argument. No, and I, fraud. <laughs> no voter fraud. There's no reason to do voter fraud. If the populace of America, if the populace of Texas votes, if everyone who's eligible to vote votes, Donald Trump will be defeated. Vote, vote, vote. Yes, sir. Thank you and so that, much. Amos. I thank you so much for your time, and I bid you adieu. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, guys. So that was almost our constitutional lawyer uh, with uh, Warwood and Nunn. Hey, Will, you, you there to give him that website again? Right here it is General practice lawyer can handle all of your legal needs and will do it with skill and brilliance. That's right. And guys, when we come back, we're going to have a parent on.
You can hear me with no problem, Will. When we come back, we are going to be talking to a parent that um, has had some problems. We're going to be asking them, uh, are they ready for their kids to go back to school? You might be surprised at their answer. This is All You Need to Know Radio, and we'll be right back. Will you with me? I think you're with me. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Mankind from the dangers of another world to go beyond the legend and into a new world. You think I'm ready? I know you're ready, Tom. Ultimus Foul, now streaming on Disney. Spread mainly from person to person through respiratory droplets produced when an infected person coughs or sneezes. These droplets can spread to the mouth, nose, or hands of people who are nearby or possibly be inhaled into the lungs. Take steps to lower your risk of getting sick. Here are some things you should do. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. You can also use hand sanitizer that contains at least 60% alcohol. Take extra measures to put distance between yourself and others. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Stay home if you're sick, except to get medical care. If you have severe symptoms, please call 911. Cover coughs and sneezes with a tissue or the inside of your elbow. Only wear a face mask if you're sick and around other people, or if you need to take care of someone who is sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched surfaces. Older adults and people who have severe chronic medical conditions like heart or lung disease or diabetes are at higher risk for more serious illness from COVID-19. This group should consult with their healthcare provider about additional steps to stay protected. For more information on COVID-19, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Welcome back to All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood, and we are live from Dallas, Texas right now. And we've also got Will with us, our co-host. Will, you there? Yeah, I'm right here. All right, right, guys. So we want to remind everybody, make sure you go follow us on all of our social media. Uh, We reach close to 500,000 people worldwide just because of you on Instagram alone, we reach almost 260, uh, actually 257,000 people as of today. So uh, social media works, and you know we need to make sure that we get everything out there. Tonight's show is brought to you by PB Entertainment Group. If you are a artist that is looking for a label. I know that they're key, they keep telling me they're getting uh, songs sent into them, Will, that they want to see if they're ready to sign them. <laughs> so, okay, so let's uh, – we're going to uh, talk a little bit about what Almost was talking about in a little bit. But right now we are going to bring on a, uh, a parent that is concerned, or maybe not, that their kids are basically being forced back into school. And what I want to know is um, I don't have any kids. Will, I don't think you have any kids, but imagine that you do. And we're going to welcome Reggie to All You Need to Know Radio. And uh, Reggie, are you available? Are you on here with us? Yes, I am. All right. Well, thank you so much. We uh, just want to tell you that we greatly, greatly appreciate it. We're trying to give you some special treatment here. But our com- our our computers, I mean, just, I don't know what happened. But uh, here you go. Hey, 
Hey, Reggie, it takes a lot of guts to call in and to give your uh, true feelings about what's going on, and uh, Will and I uh, both greatly appreciate it. So right now we're going through uh, a complete and utter chaos in our government. Would you agree with that? We're going through, yeah. Uh, would you agree we maybe have a crazy man that's uh, trying to run the country? <laughs> Now, if you don't uh, think you should tell us, I mean that's okay. I just I, I I don't agree with a lot of his stuff. No, I don't. Okay. I don't agree with. Yeah, I don't agree with a lot of things that he said and a lot of policies that he's enacted. Um, I don't have my own opinion. I mean, I try to I try not to get into the political part, but I don't agree with hardly anything that he's come up with. Great. So let's move on to this. You have kids that I believe they're already in some kind of sports, maybe. Uh, And what I would like to know is, do you feel safe with your kids uh, doing what they're doing as far as the guidelines you've been giving? I mean, do you feel safe with your kids? Do you feel like they're going to get the coronavirus? Do you feel, and here's a two-part question, do you feel like there is any kind of procedures in place as to what to do if that unfortunate situation happens? Um, I will say that – both my kid, both my sons uh, play football, and the guidelines the UIL has put into place, and the things that they've said, and the things that my son, my boys' school has done, um, I feel a lot safer than the guidelines that have been put for the schools. Um, they have the, the the athletic programs have put into place um, very, very, very detailed things, and if something does happen, they have a contingency plan for it. Uh, They have measures to which to go by. They've done a tremendous job that way. Um, Not so much as far as sending my kids back to school. Uh, There really isn't, there really has not been any guidelines. Um, Our governor said they're going to open it up. Uh, Our president said we're going to keep money away from people if you don't open it up. But as far as the guideline I'm looking for, a lot of parents are looking for, is not there. Well, you know, I haven't been in school in quite a while. I'm not going to give my age away. Once again, guys, if you're just joining us, this is uh, All You Need to Know Radio, America's number one show worldwide in our time slot. Thank you very much for that for everybody. And uh, we have our co-host, Will, Will Cobb, with us. And what I'm looking for is that I remember when I was in school, there were, if you had a fire drill, we practiced fire drills. If mm-hmm. now there are sadly active shooters, there are procedures yeah. in place for active shooters. What? Why in the hell are there no procedures in place if someone gets a corona, if someone gets the coronavirus, if a, what what if a, a someone refuses to wear a mask? I mean, these are just things that are popping in my head. And while you're thinking about that, Betsy DeVos, which we have had a little conversation about her, she has no experience whatsoever except she wrote a check for a million dollars, allegedly, for this point, to get her cabinet position with Donald Trump. But she has no contingency plans in place, according to her representations on Fox News, MSNBC, Meet the Press. And I'm scared for our kids. I'm scared for my nephews. You know, I, I, I have family but, in school. But you, got, but you also got to remember, um, DeVos does not like public schools. She has made that very clear since she got the position. She is a supporter of charter schools. So the fact that she has no contingency plan and she has no guidelines is not very surprising if you look at she is a charter school supporter. And, I mean, that's not being Democrat or Republic. That's just fact. She is a charter school supporter, and she does not support public school education. So her being in charge of the public schools, it, it is not very surprising that she does not have a contingency plan. Okay. Um, so then that pisses me off 
the fact that this is our kids for me, and I'm sure you would agree, are very, very important to the growth of this nation. Yeah. And if they don't have any type of um, if if they don't have any type of guidelines like you have in the other things we've discussed, does that bother you as a parent? Does it does it make you nervous? I guess what makes me more nervous and it's more upsetting to me, but yeah, to answer your question on face value, absolutely does irritate the food out of me. But what's even more what's even more troublesome is that we've taken a disease and made it a political issue. It's a disease. Um, this is about our, not only our kids' health, but our teachers' health. Because of this face, they said, I think they said in the state of Texas, 60% of teachers are over, which means a majority of our teachers are, are either in in or close to being in that age group where coronavirus hits the hardest. Um, now they're saying, you know, some of the recent reports saying that if a teacher gets it, they can quarantine or, or student gets it quarantined for three to five days. Three to five days? Three to five days is not what they're even days. telling the public, though. So that's very misleading, don't you think? But you also got to remember, they took, they've taken all that stuff out of, away from the CDC, and now the now the approved thing is two to five days. Okay, so that's now a whole other show we're going to talk about, and you're more than welcome to come and talk on that show. I don't think that's going to fly. I think that that people well, are going to see the CDC. Those, those I think it'll happen the, for a little bit, but I think a, a, a case is going to get filed that's going to look like Donald Trump is just trying to those, fix the books. But, but those are the guidelines that they've given the schools. Wow. So, so whether I, regardless, of what happens in the court, which will be like what, a couple months on the road? Uh, the no, guidelines... they would file a motion for an emergency injunction, and everything would stop right away. Okay. So let me ask you a question: When did you guys receive from the CDC the new guidelines? Because this literally happened 24 hours ago. Yeah, yeah. And you got I mean, that just... fast? No, 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 no. Um. So the school districts put it out. Once they got them, they immediately put it out, trying to ease parents, ease parents' thing. And the kickback was really, really bad. So now our governor has backtracked and said, "Well, we'll leave it up to the school districts." And and the uh, I guess the the the, uh, the medical people in each county, whether or not they can open up schools or not. Okay, real quick. Hey, Will, are you online with us right now? I show I'm your trying. microphone online. Are you online? I'm here. There you are. You got any questions for Reggie Force? What do you think about well, all this? I got a couple for you, Reggie, if you don't mind. First, let okay. me make sure I understand something really clearly. You're saying that you're absolutely comfortable right now with the way the athletic programs and schools are doing it. So that as long as they follow the guidelines that they've presented to you as a parent, you are fine with your yes. kids playing sports right now, correct? With with my schools right. and my school district, yes. That's that, that, that's excellent because it shows at least one part of the education system is really trying to think out of the box and do it right, correct? Correct. So my next question for you is, since you're getting multiple pieces of information, you're getting – Betsy DeVos saying they'll take money away from the schools, which I think we all agree is the worst idea when they should be spending more money for the schools right now to make sure kids are safe. My question is, as a parent, this if they gave you a set of very regimented guidelines on paper that was concrete and said these are our guidelines, you should still be given the option to say, I'm going to opt out of this and go ahead and have them homeschooled or go on video. Don't you think parents in Texas and around the country should be able to be given options about how they want their children to go to school right now? Well, you always have that option. You don't have to go to public school. You always have that option to homeschool, private school, charter school. That option is always there. No, but there. what, I mean, is, what um, I mean is be able to participate in the public school district system the way you want to with your parents, with your children right now. Um, Not everybody has the option for schools if they can't afford it. So a lot of children have to go to true. public schools, but 
But doesn't yep. it seem like you as a parent should be able to say, you know, we're going to do a video conference in or whatever. We want to be able to make some decisions for our children. Well, yeah, I mean, every school district has – every school district um, has put out online um, – what are they called? Uh, surveys to get the feedback from our, from the parents and from the teachers. Um, and a lot of the decision is based off the feedback they're getting. Um, like once the school district that, that – that, uh, one of the bigger school districts around here is you have that choice to do online or in person. Um, that's the school. That's the school districts listening to the constituents um, and, and trying to set up the guidelines so that we as parents feel as comfortable as we possibly can with this whole process. Um, so I have but, one more question. I have one more question. So okay. Can kind of wrap up what you think, and I think it's the most important one, and that is knowing what you know right now. You said you're going to let your kids play sports because you trust the athletic department. But knowing what you know right now and the guidelines you have on your computer, your desk that you're looking at, are your kids mm-hmm. going back to school in the fall at, at, right now? That may change, but probably not. What do you? What's your probably decision not. at this point? Uh, probably not. Um, they they but one of the things they they have allowed they, the UIL has allowed that that was very very important to to parents of athletes is they said that kids can do the virtual and still participate in athletics, which was very huge uh, for our athletes. Because as we know, the way the UIL is always set up is you have to be in school in order to participate in athletics. So the fact that the UIL has said, hey, you can do online virtual education and still be eligible to play, um, yeah, that, that, that's very, that's, that was huge. Hey, Reggie, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What was the determining factor for you to sit down and decide your child's life or education? In, I'm probably not putting that correctly. What yeah. I mean by this, you, um, you see what I'm saying? And I, and I, yeah, and I will tell you this, and I will tell you this. Um, when it comes to education, when it comes to your kids' education, this is just um, you need to look at the way, the best way your child learns. Um, some kids can't function using just a computer, and some kids function very well with just a computer. Um, there are some households that don't have Internet. Um, there are some households that they don't have the computer to do it. So when you're making that, when, when a parents make that decision, a lot of you, you've got you've, you've to wear all the stuff. Um, I know a lot of kids that got com- really, really stressed out last year doing the online stuff at home because they need that teacher interaction. And they miss so, the camaraderie between each yeah. other, right? I mean, that's right. how you grow and so, up. Yeah. Right. And so and so to say one size fits all is not fair to all the kids because some kids are able to learn computer and some kids can't. Um, so as a parent, I mean, even in my own household, I have kids who learn differently in different ways. So to carte blanche say yes or no is, is kind of unfair to our kids because our kids learn differently, and we need and, and our parents as parents we need to take the time to learn and talk to our kids and figure out you know because it doesn't do you any good if your kid can't struggles at home, but you keep them at home. Exactly. Will, just one second, and you'll have the floor. So I'm curious, did you and your wife sit down and talk about this as a couple and make the decision, or did someone make the decision and you you kind of asked permission? You know how you ask permission or mm-hmm. after you, you do Actually, it and then you ask for forgiveness later? Was it one of those things? I doubt it. No. No, like actually, we sat down as a family because, once again, you know, we had to take into consideration, you know, our kids, how are they, you know, what's the, how you guys learn the best? Um, you might yeah, ask you might... how old your kids are, what range. I'm just wondering what their, how their mindset was when you say you sat down as a family. I have so much um, respect two... for that because that's, that's amazing. You're giving them a choice in, you know, what's going on with their future. Yeah. Um, I have two in high school and one in middle school. Okay. All right, Will, uh, you get the final question, and then if you don't mind, Reggie, what I would like you to do is to close it out and give 
any advice that you could give to a family that's struggling with a decision like that? Okay. Will? Well, I don't really have a final question per se. I just want to say, Reggie, it sounds like you are a terrific parent and a model for every parent out there. Like you listen to your kids, you understand their education. Yeah. So it's an honor that you came on the program, and and I really appreciate Thank that. You. And I would say, you know, and, and the fact that you are listening to your kids and knowing that, you know, a school environment is just something you can't really control because, you know, your kids sound like they have discipline and structure. You know, a lot of kids don't, yeah. so you're going to have, you know, have kids who are going to have trouble following the guidelines and things like that. It sounds like you're mm-hmm. really, really staying forward and listening and really staying educated. And so that's why I appreciate you talking about this on the show, because I know that a lot of parents are torn back and forth and you pointing out that it really takes a family conversation and understanding the needs of your children down to whether you would, you know, have to get them a tutor or whether you understand they can't work on a computer, may have to work with them individually one-on-one. So just great job. I'm super impressed. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, a lot of it, we're in a we're in a weird situation right now, and we're in a situation that I don't think our parents or anybody else has been in. And but this is a time that we really you know we we do we do the best that we can as parents, and, and, and we try to we try to protect our kids, and we try to give them you know everything that we didn't have. And we try to protect them. We try to make the right decisions. Um, but something like this, um, my advice to parents is talk with your kids. Talk to your kids and 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 figure out and talk to the teachers, you know, get in contact with the teachers from last year. But you got to figure out how they learn the best. You've got to figure that out because, you know, your health is very very important because that's the utmost. But are you are are you digging a hole for your child exactly. that they can't hey, come out of? Reggie, we got ten seconds. Go. Okay. Um, listen to your kids. Uh, learn and, 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 and make a family decision based on what's best for you and what's best for your children so they can find success because it's all about success for our kids. It's all about success for our kids. Yes, sir. Boy, I will mirror what Will just said, and I will tell you that you sound like an incredible parent, one I wish I would have had when I was growing up. Um, but I'm glad I didn't have to grow up in this mess because I can't even yeah. imagine can't even that. imagine but, Seriously, you answered our email, and you were so honest, and you were just so nice to share your experience. It is so appreciated by everyone at All You Need to Know Radio. If we can ever do anything for you, please let us know. Thank you. And Will, I know, mirrors the exact same thing. Thank you so much. And if you you want to ever come back and give us any updates, we are ready for them, okay? Awesome. All Great. right, guys. Awesome. Thank you so much, Reggie. All right, all right guys. Thank you. Uh, yes, sir. All right, this is All You Need to Know Radio, and I am John Hollywood, your host, and we have our co-host, Will Cobb. When we come back, we are going to talk about current events. There's a lot of things that are going on that you guys need to know. Tonight's show is brought to you by PB Entertainment Group. Go on the Internet, and they're all over social media. And, of course, don't forget to follow social media for all you need to know radio. This is John Hollywood, your host with Will Cobb. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. How many times have you heard that tired, old lie? Want to lose weight? Go on an extremely low-calorie diet. Simple, right? Wrong. 
Losing weight does not mean always being hungry. Losing weight does not mean salads three times a day. And before you slam me with the whole, that's easy for you to say, this isn't about me. This is about the thousands of people worldwide that I've been fortunate enough to be able to help with their weight loss goals, allowing you to eat real food all day long, yet still lose weight faster than you ever have. Now, you can think that I'm being a little too harsh, but please know that I need to break through to you because I want to help you. Okay, quick exercise. Place your hands on your stomach right now. Come on, let's do this. Place your hands on your stomach. Now, where is most of the fat located? Is it on your front? Is it on the side? Maybe your back? Grab the belly fat. Is it a pinch or can you grab some fat? Perhaps you can get a full handful. Now, how long have you been struggling with everything that's in your hands right now? And why haven't you taken care of this before? There is a simple way to completely transform your physique in as little as 12 weeks, like, say, Hugh Jackman did for the Wolverine movie. But to transform himself into the superhero, Jackman followed some of the secrets that I'll reveal to you. Chris Pratt went from the chubby, lovable Andy on Parks and Rec to the cover of Men's Fitness sporting a killer set of abs. What's their secret? They ruthlessly cut through the fluff and the BS. They have zero time to waste because their next film role is starting in just a few weeks. So they can't waste time on the wrong program. Is fruit bad for your diet? You should know that the advice to eat plenty of fruits and vegetables is gravely flawed. This is exactly where many diet books and trainers and dietitians run into trouble. They recommend eating fruit because of the high vitamin content, but they completely ignore fructose. Is fructose good for you? That answer is unfortunately complicated. There's no doubt that fruits offer a slew of health benefits, vitamins, minerals, fiber, and phytonutrients. But the fructose complicates the issue for most people, especially women. Well, guess what? These same rules apply to a lot of vegetables as well. And I know it's enough to make your head spin. How can you possibly know which fruits to eat, how often, and how much? What's the fastest way from where you're at right now to your dream body? It's a straight line. But the issue is when people try to get in shape, they follow the fad diets. They try low carb, they try low fat, they try the Atkins diet. And then they try doing a bunch of cardio, steady state cardio seven days a week. And what happens is instead of going in a straight line, they jump back and forth on this diagonal line and get mediocre results so that they end up quitting. And they just think that nothing works for them when really they have a very specific body type, one of three body types actually. And unless they understand what that body type is and what to do for that body type, you're always gonna struggle to get in shape. And that's why I made a free body type quiz that tells you what your body type is and the three most important things to do for your body type. If you wanna check that out, you can click the button down below this video, click the link wherever it is, it'll take you to the quiz and I'll tell you exactly how to get in shape fast. So, see you soon. Trump decided just out of the blue to fire the top 
prosecutor for the district for the Southern District of New York, and that is one of the top Justice Department's uh, offices when they prosecute crimes. There's crimes right now pending against Donald Trump himself, criminally, against Rudy Giuliani, and several other ones. Well, what ended up happening is. He, uh, attorney William Barr went in and had a conversation with him, and after he had a conversation with him, he released a statement saying that this gentleman would be standing, st- st- stepping down, which was a bold-faced lie. So being the fact of uh, all the uh, social media, this guy immediately retweeted that William Barr was lying to the public, that that William Barr actually did not have the authority to fire him because he was appointed by a court. Does that make sense? Well, that's not quite true. William Barr does have the authority as the top attorney, as the attorney general. You can't fire him. No, only the president could. What happened? Exactly. He asked him to resign. And well, actually he didn't even ask him. They had a conversation. William Barr flew to New York had a conversation, told him the president was displeased with his service, and hinted that he would really like him to step down. Uh, Berman didn't comment one way or the other. Barr went back to D.C., tweeted out that he had resigned. Barr promptly said, no, that's not true. I have not resigned, and I have no intention of resigning unless the president himself fires me or uh, they find somebody, and I will serve until that person is confirmed. Trump two days well, later. Okay, later. so let me let you know that's not true. Okay, actually, because I know people in our sources and stuff in New York, and what actually happened is William Barr did not even make an appointment to see this guy. He just showed up at the New York office and demanded right, to anyway. see him. And anyway. when he demanded to see him, he went in and said, listen, you're, you need to retire, and I'm firing you. And he specifically told William Barr, you don't have that authority. The president of the United States is the only one that can fire me, and I will be showing up for my job tomorrow. And if you release any kind of press statement, I will counter that press statement saying it is not true. So William Barr was not taken off guard by anything. And, of course, the way that everybody spins everything, I have a lot of respect for this guy because he stood his ground. He even showed up the very next day and was ready to work. Donald Trump just sees – go ahead. I'm sorry. That was his job. He wasn't fired yet, and so he went to work. Right, and the situation with Donald Donald Trump Trump was was that he sees the writing on the wall. And uh, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but Joe Biden made one of the most egregious uh, statements about arresting Donald Trump, period, this week. And that was that his first day in office, he would be making sure Donald Trump was arrested for treason. You think that'll happen? Well, I haven't heard that, so I don't know. But, I mean, uh, you know, you can't arrest him unless you have the case, so – he would have to have all the cases lined up, so it probably wouldn't be the first day. But I wouldn't be surprised if Trump got caught for some treasonous activities. You know, with Berman and Barr, and you know, all of these cronies he's partying. They're all just Trump trash. Is, They're just right, trash. Trump has, shown, Trump has shown, and he's going to continue to show, because this is who he is. That he is not going to up. He is going to talk about being the law and order president. When it has to do with poor people or people who are minorities or LGBTs or immigrants or anything else, but if you're rich and you're a friend of Donald Trump, you can pretty much do whatever you want because he'll pardon you. Or well, or and, and, and I right. think I think almost and I were talking about the pardon or the uh, that he c- commuted his sentence, uh, Roger Stone. It prompted, because of Donald Trump's statements about how unfair he was treated, uh, Robert Mueller never, I mean never, makes public statements about cases, especially when they're done. He's a professional. He has done it three times, and all three times were because of Donald Trump. And 
he released a statement saying his office did not treat Roger Stone anything but the criminal that he was and is, and he stands still a criminal, rightfully so, even though he's, his sentence was commuted. And I just thought it was pure, just the way he said everything, I just thought it was amazing. I really did. Well, the, inter- the interesting thing about Roger Stone and, and Michael Flynn who both have been convicted through the Mueller investigation, and both you know uh, both are getting off from Trump, is that you know Trump talks about draining the swamp, and if you do a lot of research, there's a ton of articles on Flynn and Stone. These men created the the swamp. They created one of the biggest, most shadiest, shadowy lobbying firms that worked for taters and the Russian government and the Ukrainian government and everybody else, they really created the swamp. And, and the fact that they were his primary advisors, people involved, shows who Donald Trump is. Also, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Say that one more time. Well, the fact that these people who Donald Trump campaigned saying he was going to drain the swamp, but the people he brought on right off the bat – were the people who actually created the swamp, the big lobbyists who worked for foreign governments and shady organizations and big, big money. Exactly. And the thing is, is how Donald Trump was saying that he was going to drain the swamp and all that stuff. But what's so funny is everything keeps leading back to Russia. And it's, it's you know, Nancy Pelosi said it. I believe in it. And, um, it's and in reading this book, you gotta read this book. You gotta read this book. You will not be able to put it down. I'm I'm very serious. It's on order. It just hadn't come yet. Well, just let me know because maybe we'll have a book club that we'll read or something like that. Let's move to our uh, entertainment watch with some very very sad news. And that sad news is: Did you watch Glee? I watched um, Glee for at least for the first few seasons. Yes. Okay. So the dark-headed girl that I'm trying to find her name because oh my God, Naya Rivera. Thank you, Naya Rivera. Uh, She put her son in a boat and either she fell overboard or um, you know she was able. They both fell overboard and she was able to um, help them as far as getting her son back onto the boat. But they have now declared her legally dead, which is really, really, really sad. The police interviewed – I read an interview yesterday. The police interviewed her son a little bit further, and it sounds like what actually happened, they were fairly close to the shore on the boat. They got out there. They were swimming in the water and having a good time. He was in a life vest. She made the mistake of not wearing a life vest. The boat floated away, and she believed that she could swim to the boat with her son – and by the time they got there, she was so exhausted because the boat kept moving that she got there. She got her son on board but couldn't drag herself onto the boat. Um, it's just so sad. And, you know, with everything else that's going on, you know, you think about the kid. And I just – I think it's awesome, and my hat goes out off to her. And I hope that she has a very peaceful journey that she thought enough to save her child. You know, it's just a mother's instinct they always do. Uh, one more well, sad. Sure piece. Go ahead. I'm sorry. She made sure her son was safe, and you know, one of the things she was a massive, massive uh, inspiration to the LGBT community because her character uh, married her girlfriend on Glee, and I remember she was one that. of the first yeah. Hispanic women, one of the first Hispanic women on television to play a lesbian who marries their friend. So they 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 really are calling her an LGBTQ icon now. Wow, that's some good information, my friend. Uh, another sad piece of information in entertainment news, and this is coming to, to us from page six. Elvis Presley's daughter, Lisa Marie Presley, her son, Benjamin, shot himself and killed himself a couple of days ago. That's a family with some tragedy, isn't it? It is some. It is really some tragedy, and you know, w- one of my really good friends asked me, you know, w- what makes rich kids kill themselves? What do they have to worry about? And I'm like, money does not buy you happiness. 
And the fact that you're even saying something like that, it makes your life a lot easier. Let's let's be honest about that. But it doesn't buy you happiness. It just doesn't. It just well, my doesn't. Well, mom, my mom once said, you know, if you can pay all your bills and never worry about money because people need drama and things like that in their lives, they'll find things that other people don't think are important and make them into the most important thing in the world. So I want to close the show tonight instead of the normal one that we do. Um, and actually, I don't know if that's going to be the right one, but that's okay. Keep talking. I know. What I don't understand, though, is, you know, like, I don't know about you, but when Elvis Presley died in our house, died, and my dad was so much into Elvis Presley, it was literally like he like we knew him. I mean, it was it was incredible. It was it was so sad. Uh, do you remember where you were when Elvis Presley died? I don't think so. I was okay. So I was I was born in sixty seven. He died in seventy seven. So I was ten. And I, right. of course, I knew I was the same. Was. I was the same. Yeah, I was the same. Go ahead. I'd seen him and everything else, but I I don't know that I was so into Elvis that it really hit me. I remember actually Bing Crosby died the same year Elvis did, and my parents really liked Bing Crosby, so they were really upset. So I actually think, ironically, Bing Crosby's death meant more to me at the time than Elvis. But as they say in uh, Steel Magnolias, you know, well, that family is just no suffering. They're right up there with Elizabeth Taylor. They are. I mean, you know, and then the, the whole thing that went around with um, Nirvana's daughter. <laughs> I know this is kind of switching a little bit. We're talking about rich people. Um, she gave her daughter. She gave her boyfriend at the time her dad's guitar, and that was a big fight. And that was big. That was really stupid. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. You, know, you know, I think a lot of these people, maybe not uh, Elvis's grandson, but you've certainly seen it with people like George Michael and Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston and, all, and France and all these people, you know, who obviously had a difficult childhood or a difficult life and didn't feel as loved as they wanted to be, and so they go out and they have this great talent and they become super famous. And they think that that's going to, that all that applause and thing is going to fill that hole in their heart and that they're going to be whole. And yet it comes with those circumstances. Now they don't know why anybody is their friend or why people hang out with them. And I think for some people, not all, I mean, you can certainly take somebody like Madonna who thrives on the fame and the publicity, but you have a lot of those people and they just become overwhelmed by their own success and even lonelier than before they were famous. Well, and Madonna was able to be one of the ones that made sure it worked. That made sure no, everything worked for her because she treated her career like a business. I mean, for her, it wasn't. It, yeah, as she said, she wanted to rule the world, so that was her thing. But a lot of the I think she came really pretty close to that, don't you? <laughs> she certainly did. But uh, you know, a lot of people who came into the business, you know, did it because they wanted approval and. They got fame, but not approval in their private lives. Exactly. All right, my friend, we are going to skip our song pick of the week, uh, just because, honestly, I didn't find anything that I loved. So uh, this is Proud. Go ahead and take a couple of minutes. Tell everybody what you're thinking, because I know I love to hear what you're thinking. The floor is yours, my friend. So I take it you don't want me to sing the song of the week? If you want to, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, let's not. Just like Amos said, let's stay really focused to what's going on out there in the world. Read a different news source every day. Don't read just one paper. Don't watch just one show. Find some other perspective. Read something international. Read something that people in other countries are saying about the United States. Listen to different voices, because if you're only getting one voice out there, now, except all you need to know radio, which you need to listen to every week, but... On those other days when we're not on the air, go out and find other sources and teach yourself about the world and listen to different perspectives. And remember, news is news, and most news sources reveal news, opinion, and there's lots of opinions on that, are opinions. So therefore, find the news, read the opinions, and make your own decisions, and then go vote. 
Amen to that, brother. And, guys, we would like to say a special thank you to Reggie from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, we don't want to, you know, label him down any further because that's not what this was about. But he gave us a very personal and private story. And I really hope that he reached a lot of parents out there that are struggling with the only reason Donald Trump wants our kids in school is not to learn. It's for votes. And it's sad and it's disgusting, and we cannot let him get away with that. And with that, I'm John Hollywood, your host from All You Need to Know Radio. Make sure you come back next Thursday night when what will we talk about? God only knows. Because who knows? Donald Trump may have burned the White House down by that time. Hopefully not. But we will be talking about the current events, and we will be keeping you guys up to date about the coronavirus. If you go out in public in Texas, it is the law of the land right now. You must wear a mask. And with that, every morning get up and look at yourself in the mirror and say, what have I done today to make myself feel proud? And don't walk away from that mirror until you can think of at least one thing. Also, go out and meet your, your neighbors. Don't stay so isolated. And with that, I'm John Hollywood, your host, with our co-host, Will. Our show tonight was brought to you by PB Entertainment Group. Go on uh, social media. It's, it's apparently working for them. They keep uh, uh, sponsoring our shows. And uh, our show uh, will be looked over because right now she can't do anything else besides look it over after the show. But we miss our show producer, Maureen Vanderbilt. Hope you're doing well. We miss you, sweetheart. Big love and hugs and kisses. And with that, this is John Hollywood with Will Cobb, live from Dallas, Texas. Good night.